Tony, it's really cold outside. You know what's cold? <laughs> Our friendship right now. Okay. Because <laughs> what, what are you let talking me walk about? You through. Let me walk you through what's oh transpired approximately 24 hours ago. Okay. Uh-huh. As we sit here, it's Friday evening. It is 7 30. Now, oh, normally, you're about, me, you're about to throw me to the bus for bailing on you last night. Yeah. <laughs> normally, we wow, record man. on Thursday nights, right? And, I, and Derek says, hey, Tony, my best friend, I miss you, man. I, I miss well, you on the seas, okay? You know, I, I said I got a, I got a call. I got, a, I got an email from a buddy. It says it's time to return. Tony says return where? Thieves. So it's time to return to the high seas, bud. And so you said, let me look it up because I probably have the quote. Oh, yep. Here it is. Yesterday afternoon. Tony, I miss you deeply. On the Sea of Thieves, I need you to come sail with me. And I said, hey, come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with me. And so we, what we decided mutually was that we were going to forego recording on Thursday to have a little furta time. Confirm nor deny. The context in which you're placing this in is not quite right, but it's never deny. Sir, you're on the stand, sir. That's correct. Listen, I'm no fucking Christian Bahania, you know what I mean? But uh, that is true. Yes, that would be, that is a, an approximation of what happened. So I get on the computer last night, make sure my Sea of Thieves is updated, launch that bad boy up. I'm in there. Getting, I, I, I raised the gold the gold hoarder's flag, so I'm like, yo, we're going for it tonight, right? I get going about 8 o'clock, do a couple mishy-mishes, do a little sailing, encounter, encounter a couple megalodons. You're waiting on me. 8.30 rolls around. I'm like, hey, we fucking doing this or what, bud? 9.30 rolls around. <laughs> hey, we fucking doing this or what, bud? Uh-huh. Yeah. 10 o'clock sure. rolls around. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm logging out. Ten fifteen rolls around. Derek, Derek calls me. <laughs> ready to go. I just said, no, it ain't happening. I'm not starting to see a thieves at ten o'clock at night. Now, now here's here's the behind. Here's the TLDR for those of you uh, that don't care about our inner relationship problems. Number one, when I mentioned the thought of Call of Duty, which is pretty big for me, because I just I haven't felt it right. But I said, yeah. Call of Duty or Sea of Thieves? Tony, as to surprise to no man or woman he's ever been around, said, I can go both ways, which, fuck, that's the thing he said for years. So we talked about Call of Duty, in which Tony says to me, well, you'll piss me off a lot less in Sea of Thieves. True. My, re- my rebuttal to Tony was, and you'll piss me off more. Because see what Tony does in Call of Duty, as you've heard, if you listen to this podcast before where I shit on him about it, Tony, really good at the shooty shoot. Hold on now. I think we should. I think we should preface something about this conversation. Preface. preface. Jesus okay. Christ. Preface. Okay. I'm. I'm three truly's deep. Don't even come at preface. me. Preface. Okay? Just you. You're. You're gonna go. You're gonna go ahead and say whatever. Preface. Right. <laughs> yeah. Preface. Uh, you can say whatever you want. Okay. Here's the deal. The only thing I want to say to like preface this whole conversation is. I'm way better than Derek at Call of Duty. Okay, you go ahead, and make your argument. <laughs> oh, so so I say to Tony, you know, he'll he'll piss me off more because Tony good at the shooty shoot, 
Tony is good at the shooty shoot, plays on PC. He believes he's part of that master race. I mean, if you're watching watching the video, which no, we don't publish, you see Tony's a white man. He knows he's better than a lot of people, mm. right? So Tony, good, good at the shooty shoot. Tony's really good at the shooty shoot. And, and tells me that he, I got to even pull up the exact quote, because the quote he says to me, ladies and gentlemen, is maybe the most bold-faced lie I've ever heard from Tony Walchel. Absolutely, positively, one of the biggest lies he's ever said to me. Tony Walchel yesterday, as we were talking about what we were going to do, said, I'm just so much better than you, and you don't want to try and get a good loadout or play smart. It's a problem. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to uh, the DTS Twitch channel where Tony used to stream, uh, but he he quit streaming on that channel because he was getting outshined by a, a lesser player on Call of Duty when I would carry him because I was more clutch than Tony Walchel. So here's what I'm here to say. Here's what I'm here to say. Tony, mm-hmm. you're good at the shooty shoot, but you're not good in the clutch, bud. Like I told you, I'm over here. 15 points, 20 points a game, solid every game, hitting the threes at the end. You're over there, 42, 43, 44 points a game, but you're not closing. You're not closing, Tony. So that's bullshit. That's why I left you on the high seas. I'm just trying to let you know. Hey, hello and welcome. This is number 98 oh, uh, boy. for the DTS podcast. We really got to get certain to figure out what we're going to do. We can't start. We can't keep coming in here with no, no, no idea what our show is going to look like. It's not helping. It's not helping. Anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm still convinced. I'm still convinced that we're just not even going to have a show. We're not going to make um, it to 100. So <laughs> two more shows. We're not going to make it. Yeah. yeah. You're right. We got, right. we got two weeks to abort mm. this, abort this. Uh, Here's uh, we the got deal. two weeks it's to a- abort this pod, maybe. What's nice is next week will be 99, and then we have a break because I'm in Colorado. So when I get back, it'll be our post E3 uh-huh. show, which is kind of nice. Um, and you know what we should do is based on uh, your conversation with with Garrett on uh, on last Saturday, he seemed really excited to talk to you. So maybe we should just bring him on the show. A little a special guest, first first guest ever on the on the DTS show. It's supposed to be Ryan Deardorff. Yeah, I mean. His president is no longer the president, though, so he probably doesn't care anymore. You got to turn your video off. It's causing like crazy lag. I'm gonna turn mine is off it? too. Okay, no more video. I don't, I don't know. It see, it seems to be causing lag. I, I'm seeing your face move before I hear your voice, which is the exact opposite of what I like. Uh, yeah, you know what though? Episode 100, probably not a better time ever than to switch up the entire formula, right? Sure, bud. Yeah, absolutely. Shake it up. I mean, but you know what? Balls to the wall. It's either going to work or episode 100 will, will be the end. The end of it. You just euthanize it right there and start over. Speaking of the end, uh, it all ends on 715 is the graphic for this tier list we're about to do. You ready to jump in? The tier lists are going over hot, okay? I I get a few text messages every week about these tier lists. You ready You ready <laughs> to do the next one? Sure, buddy. I'm, 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 I'm all for it. It, it. Those text messages, by the way, are from Barack Obama. Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Anthony Fauci. Wow. That's, that's a big name. He knows exactly what he's talking about too. 
listen, this guy's carving out an hour to 90 minutes a week to listen to us, okay? He's a busy I dude. I appreciate that about him. I, I really appreciate do. that about him. Um, I, I, thought, I thought what would be fun is because you have recently watched all the HPs. I did. All the Harry Potters, okay? I have. I have recently started to watch all of the Harry Potters, oh, including, wow. including one just just uh, the other night uh, with the sun. So nice. I thought, you know what? Your recency, I've I've seen them all probably like five or six times at least. Let's just go through and do it real quick. Bang them out. Yeah, categories here are excellent, regular, good, bad, or worst. Okay. Do we go chronologically? Uh, if you want to, yeah, go for it. Okay. I'm just going to let you know right now, I have a real strong bias for everything past Post Goblet of Fire. Or three. No, everything past Goblet of Fire. Oh, post Goblet of Fire. So five, six, seven, eight is what you're talking about. Yeah, correct. Like I'm I'm very much in favor of those. I actually think the first few movies are just not that good. So I just want to let you know ahead of time, because I think you probably feel a okay. little differ. I do right? I do feel honestly, oh yeah. We'll, we'll, let's just get into it. I, I don't want to spoil where I'm at, but let's just get into it. All right. Number one, the OG that started it all. Original Harry Potter, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, the what's it called in in Britain? Uh, Philosopher's Stone. Stone. Philosopher's yeah. Stone. I have that movie in the in the regular uh, category or like the middle middle of the road. Here's why. I mean that that movie for all its childishness, uh, it really Eric, sets, it's the worst movie. It's the, it sets the tone for the entire series, though. You have the you have the cast, which is honestly pretty good. Right until you lose until you lose Dumbledore, and I, I like new Dumbledore versus old Dumbledore. Um, but it sets the tone for the entire you know the entire movie universe. The cast really shows its strength as a cohesive unit. I mean, how do you not love Hagrid? Uh, you, you really learn to, to to love to hate Snape. Um, I, I can't hate that movie. I can't put that down in a bad or a worse. I've got that in the regular spot. I'm just letting you know as somebody that just watched this movie like five days ago. It's dog shit. Like right. I'm glad I'm glad it captured the 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 imagination of children all across the world. Young and I think Vance, if I was big fan. Big yeah, and fan. I think I think if I was like twelve again watching it or whenever, like when did this originally come out? Ooh, what 90, year do you think it was? Ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, something like that. Sorcerer Stone, two thousand one. Yeah. So we would have been thirteen. Jesus Christ, That's man, true. that is. Yep. A lifetime ago, twenty literally years ago, two decades ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Oh my god, this made a billion dollars too. It did. It made a shit. They all made a shit ton of money. That's so crazy, yeah. bro. Uh, so I've got this in, in, in category three. Uh, you've got it in dead last. Yeah, it's the worst movie. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, moving on to number two, Chamber of Secrets. Um, I also have that in the regular category uh, in the middle of the road. That movie just didn't do a lot for me other than the fact that you get to see Dobby and I love Dobby. The family loves mm -hmm. Dobby. Um, so he's kind of the redeeming part of that. Uh, the weird the, the weird professor they bring in of like the new professor or uh, defense of the dark arts teacher. Yeah, he just Gilroy, doesn't, or whatever his he name is. Doesn't really do a whole lot of good. Not a fan of that. Um, 
and yeah, the 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 interaction with Voldemort at the end, real strange. Didn't didn't really pull together the movie. I do like the whole game sequence. That's really fun. Yeah, this this is going to be in the bad category for me, and sure. it's it's simply in comparison to what is coming up, right? But uh, I I kind of agree with you. You know, the Cerberus dog, cool thing. Hagrid and his his uh, I don't even know what you call it, like that that big arachnid thing is kind of kind of bonkers. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably one of my favorite books, but the movie just isn't holding up for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Now though. What I will say is that fight against the snake at the end, like in the tunnel with the, the water, pretty fucking dope. Super fucking dope. And stabbing that that book, also pretty dope. That with yeah, the, with the basilisk fang. The basilisk, the fang that was that was a, a solid move. I think that's, yeah, that's not two though. That's that's no, not, that's two. That's, that's a chamber of secrets, bud. Okay. Are you Google? Are you Googling? No, I'm not Googling. I'm good. Okay. Stabbing the book with the basilisk fang. Which one is that? Uh, 1993. So yeah, definitely the second movie. Okay. Stabbed the roof of the basilisk mouth with Godric Gryffindor's sword. Oh, yeah. And then ended up getting the fang, yep, into his arm. Used the fang to stab Tom Riddle's book. Ooh, you know what, though? I think I got to move it up to good because that is like the OG. That's like the origin story for Voldemort. Yeah, I mean you I get mean, you get the whole the, you get the whole Tom backstory Riddle. of uh, Tom Maldova Riddle. Riddle or whatever his name is. Mavello. Yeah, Mavello. Marvel. You know, Marvelo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in good. I'm gonna jump 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 it up to the mid here mid card. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. You got the Dementors. You got well, Lupin. Yeah, love love Prisoner of Azkaban. I've got that up in uh, in number in three. The time shifting stuff was really cool. Uh, big fan of that. Oh yeah, uh, the little like hand watch thing. Yep, the thing that uh, they give to Hermione and no one knew about it. Like just really really cool. So yep, love love that movie. I've got that in the good category. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna drop it in the good category too. You had the flying car. To get to get to Hogwarts, super good. Oh man, you, you yeah. got you yeah. got the tree that just fucking wrecks everything. Uh, you get Gary Oldman, fucking Gary Oldman. Uh, man, quality you quality also, movie. You also get uh, Kenneth Branagh as the 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 teacher that year. Or no, I'm sorry, that's a number two. Um, or, or number three. Who's yeah, the, who's the teacher in that? Who's the teacher? Is, in that are you talking about Mad Eye Moody? Is that number three? Is that three? So bad. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not that's not who you're talking about. That's uh, something Gleason. Um, what's that guy's name? Not yeah, definitely not who I was thinking of. Mad Eye um, Moody. Uh, Mad Eye oh, Moody. Oh no, Lupin. Yeah, Lupin was the new Defense Against the Dark. dark yeah, Arts. I said that. Yeah, the werewolf yeah, guy. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Alistair Moody. Oh my God, Brendan Gleason is the actor for him. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I think uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, great book. Uh, the movie's pretty good, and yeah, Sirius Black, amazing. So I've got that um, in, in the good category. Okay, I'm with you. Um, uh, number four, uh, which would be the... Uh, Goblet of Half- Fire. Goblet of Fire. Love the book, love the movie. You get a little, uh, a little vampire, a little Batman, 
Um, I just remember how thick this book was when I was in like super, eighth grade. Oh God, yeah, and I remember finishing that book and being like, I never need to read another book. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I never need to read again. And then I read the first Game of Thrones and was like, I also now never need to read again. This is like um, when you learn that there are other wizarding schools, right? Yeah. Uh, you got you got the the fight against the dragon. You get the broomsticks. Um, man. Quidditch yeah, I mean, is big in this games. one. You get, the big, you get all the games, right? You get all the, right. the competitions, the, the Triwizard Tournament. Um, this is where Moody shows up. Um, yep. And, and yep. Yeah, this is where... The uh, real Moody, not the fake one. Like the good Moody. No, this is the fake This is the fake one. Is this the fake one? Yes, this is the fake one. Oh, that's right, because he gets yep. transported he, to, to, the, to the graveyard. Oh, that's man. That's where you see Voldemort for the first time. Rip. Rip Edward Cullen. Edward I mean, Cullen gets got, but yeah, you finally see uh, the one and only Ray Fiennes as as Voldemort. Um, that, that I think alone takes it up to the excellent category. I've got it in the good category. I do love this movie quite a bit, but I do have it in the good category still. I'm just thinking like, okay, it's just All like right. the 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 games were decent, but some of them were just it felt like filler at times. Yeah, um, it was a long movie too. It's such a long movie, and and like I said, it was you had the whole. I think there was the you had the ball, you had Harry and and Ron fighting because Ron was mad that Harry was in there when he didn't even put himself in the fucking thing. Oh, that's Ron true. didn't want to lift, listen. You had Hermione kissing up on fucking old buzz haircut McGee, um, right. Yeah, Ron was like pimping up the ladies. It was um, like basically like, th- this was like them finally getting some hormones. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was like the teenage, you know, coming of yeah. age story. Yep. So, I mean, this this movie's good. I like the book more, but I still got it in the good category. The portholes were introduced. The Quidditch World Cup. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm dropping it in the good. Number five is... Uh, is the order of the phoenix order of the phoenix yep sorry yep. nope you're um, fine i don't order... remember a ton about this movie to be honest with you the most you're gonna remember about order of the phoenix is i believe this is when that stupid bitch shows up and everyone hates her oh yeah 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 and so i can't even as, think of her name um pink lady yeah pink exactly right bud pink lady dolores umbridge um go. and you as one as as Great bad guys in movies go excellent bad guy, right? Like you fucking hated this lady, but honestly, like overall the movie kind of weak. Like I didn't care for it all that much. It's good, but boy, like the, the, the lasting thing you get out of that is really how shitty Dolores Umbridge is. Um, and just, you know, I, I can't, can't fucking deal with it but there's there, uh, this is just a very story heavy movie because it's introducing like oh there's a secret society that dumbledore runs uh serious blacks like the right hand man you get some of that backstory um yeah the, the it's big, hard to not say of, it's just in the regular category the i mean the end of the movie is really the big thing right because they're all in the in the bank bellatrix right. kills Sirius. voldemort shows up him and voldemort uh i'm sorry dumbledore and voldemort fight like that the the visual parts of the movies really start coming together in these movie or in in this time and David Yates gets all the credit for that right like he just really this brought is his it first home experience. yeah he really brought it home there so um you know it's uh it, the movie's good the ending is is really what what strengthens it um but yeah I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna keep it where it's at uh, and that is in the regular category. 
Yeah, and this is, you know, this is the only time that we see Dumbledore v. Voldemort, too. It is. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a really cool fight. Really scene cool fight. Yeah. A lot of good coloration and just, yeah, I don't know. Him, him, Dumbledore keeping Harry down, you know, really protective of him, keeping him out of the fight. Um, yeah. Very, very Obi Wan no, no kind of thing. You know what I no mean? No music, yeah, just, just sound up. effects. Yeah. Yep. Damn, that was good. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it's going to get it above the that, regular category. That doesn't make the movie better, um, but it is very, it's monumental for sure. Uh, next one up is the Half Blood Prince. I oh, like man. this one a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, this almost cracked the the excellent category for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I kept it. I kept it out. Um, but man, let me tell you, like one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen in a trailer was that fucking tornado that Dumbledore a fire that Dumbledore's just fucking yeah, yeah. swirling. And you're just like. What the fuck is going on? Like I remember seeing that trailer and losing my goddamn mind. I um, I think that I have to put it up in excellent. I remember when this came out. I went to see this movie like probably I think I went to see it three different times in theaters. Yeah. And Very well, like I I remember okay. seeing it by myself. I just man, it's just tough, man. It is, and uh, the death of Dumbledore, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you know what? You, honestly, that right there, that deserves the, yeah, that's going to bump it up for me because that is like, that was the scene I was waiting for the kids to like witness and see it. And yeah, God, you, you realize like, Snape is like a good guy. Like you don't realize that until the, the end, the very end. You don't, you don't realize it until then. Remember? Yeah, I, no, the, you, the, I get, yeah, you're right. But like, the, okay. the end of, all right, the end all right. you have you got Snape coming up, catching Harry, trying to walk up there, and he tells Harry to stay. Yeah, but like, like oh, you know, okay, he's cool. on Harry's side, right? You know what well, I mean? You thought like, he's you doing thought got to do. You thought no, no, no. You thought so, and then you see him kill him, and he's like, "Fuck that!" and chases him out of there. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't find out. You literally don't find out anything until he cries at the end of two, and then they go through the whole memory sequence to like, "Hey, I've got this this disease. Yeah. How long do I got?" Yeah. I can't do this. You're the only one that can like you have like all that stuff comes to comes out. But yeah, that ending there, boy. Yeah. The, the, the locket the unbreakable part. bond. Yeah. And just like, like I said, man, like him having to make Dumbledore drink when he doesn't want to drink. Like there's so much emotion in this movie. It, they're so redeeming good. Malfoy in this movie. They do. I they mean, do. They're, they're beginning to redeem Malfoy in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Def, this is in the excellent category. Yeah. I'm with you. Yep. Okay. All right. Deathly Hollows Part One. Man, did this just feel like a like a crazy adventure? Um, excellent though, or good? So I've got it in the excellent category, um, specifically because it really it really drops out everybody away from Harry. Hermione and Ron and yeah, they really explore that dynamic and that feels super cool to like have the three of them and then they're dealing with um the the necklace and that like really fucking everybody up and it just it becomes a real a real problem they're, um, they're doing their teleport thing whatever they I can't remember what they call that apparating or whatever yeah, absolutely um, man you know I remember as a kid well, not even a kid that we were teenagers by the point that this came out. But I remember thinking like, 
you know, they're out on their own, they're fighting the evil, they're getting the horcruxes, all that stuff, but they're just, they're really not that badass. Like, I want to see more badass shit from these young wizards that are kind of unleashed, you know what I mean? Right, and yeah, they're they out, were out on their own. Very defensive, like, I just remember all the fights they got into, Stupefy and Expelliarmus and all that stuff, I'm just like, damn, you know, there's, like, not enough, like, you know? And right. uh, I don't know that I can put it in excellent. Like, I would not gun to the head do i like i guess it's not a this or that movie like it can be excellent in its own right next to half blood prince but um it's definitely you know the excellent category there. for me yeah it's, it's definitely the excellent category for me um and and it shines because they really i'm trying to think of like what other movies at that point had split out their like last part into two parts of that what was were they kind of one of the first I don't know if this or Twilight was first, to be honest with you. I think this had to be first, right? 2011. I don't think Twilight came out until 2013 or so, right? Deathly Hollows Part 1 came out in 2010. The only other one I can think of is um, Hunger Games. Uh, that was 2013. That was 2014. So, yeah, this had to have been one of the first ones. Yeah, Breaking Dawn came out 2011. And what did you say? This was 2010? Yep. So, I mean, you, you had and you had a big run after this of people like, oh, we're going to split our last book into two, like some books that didn't need it. AKA we just said the other two, Hunger Twilight Games. and Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger Games didn't need it. Twilight needed it. That book was fucking big. But um, Harry Potter nailed it. Like both of their parts, part one and part two, both excellent. Um, the the sadness and the realization and the fights and Harry dying and then the the scene with him and Dumbledore and whatever in limbo or heaven or whatever you believe that to be super powerful him coming back to life being carried by Hagrid like yeah, but now you're jumping into part two well I yeah that's what I'm talking about okay all right all I'm right. saying I'm, I'm saying this is part one's excellent so is part two they're they're both they both yeah. belong in the, the excellent categories yeah, I mean, this is the biggest spectacle, you know, the, the final standoff between him and him and uh, Voldemort. Um, I really like the whole theory that came out of this that that J.K. Rowling eventually kind of like confirmed as the thing is like that Dumbledore is basically death, um, you know, because the whole the whole thing about the Deathly Hollows is, um, you know, the the death yeah, offers the these three things yeah. Yeah. to these three brothers, right? And Voldemort's the only person in, in this story that had all three all of these three. things right yeah and and he's the one that harry meets when harry dies and and like so there's a whole theory about dumbledore is basically the the him, death in this and he's dressed in all like he's dressed like Shawn michaels at wrestlemania whatever man like he's True fucking that, dripping yeah, in white, you know what i mean yeah um mm -hmm. i don't know yeah two i think i like one a little better because it it feels this is not the right word for either of these movies Deathly Hall's part one feels more subdued and more more one on one with the characters and, and a little more breathing room. Two yeah. is just I mean, two is just a sprint and it just takes you on a on a ride. And I love it. But um yeah, both of those movies, um, as as well as Half Blood Prince, the the best the best Harry Potter movies uh out there. There, so there you go. There's your definitive list. You cannot convince us otherwise. Let's jump through it here. In the excellent category. Movie six, seven, and eight. They finished right. strong as strong as hell. Right? Absolutely. Good category. You've got uh, you've got Prisoner of Azkaban. You got Goblet of Fire. Regular. You've got the uh, uh, Chamber of Secrets as well as the Order of the Phoenix. And then 
at least for me in the bad or the worst category, you've got the the OG sorcerer stuff. And I've, I've got the OG still in regular, but yep. So yep, you got you go. you've got nobody in bad or worse, is what you're saying. There's no there's none of these that are bad in my opinion. Uh you know what? I will I will agree. I will move the sorcerer stone to yep. the regular category. They're, not bad. they're dated and they're childish, but it, think about growing up with these movies and it felt right. right. Yeah, I mean, I still get chills when I hear the fucking Harry Potter and Hedwig's theme, man. I just, mm. oof, so good. That That is your list, ladies and gentlemen. Please go spend, I don't even know, probably upwards of 25 hours of your life watching those movies. Or if you're like me, split it in half and make it go even longer. <laughs> yeah, take three months to watch them. <laughs> exactly right. All right, what do you want to talk about here, Derek? We got a, a few things as we've been doing recently, just kind of a shotgun blast of ideas and and so, uh, topics. First and first and foremost, I don't, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this if, if you don't want to, but let's talk about some local news. Local news. Yep, local news here in Iowa. Okay. Uh, the Molly Tibbetts trial wrapped up today. Did you see that? Got to be honest, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Molly Tibbetts, the girl that got. Uh, uh, murdered in 2018 in Brooklyn, Iowa by oh, is this the, a little the Hispanic girl? dude. It was, no, not a little girl. She was 18, 19. Going to Iowa. She was a Iowa City. She's a Hawkeye. She's going to, going don't to University of Iowa. any of this, man. No. Oh, yeah. 2018, Google Molly Tibbetts. So here's the TLDR. Uh, she was running. Uh, this dude apparently approached her, said some stuff to her. She's like fucking re- rebuked him, said she was going to call the cops. He apparently snapped, killed her. Took her to a cornfield, dumped her, and then a month later, uh, the authorities found her body and then wow. pinned, pinned this dude, uh, Christian Bahania Rivera, um, who's now been sitting in jail for three years, waiting trial. Um, trial right. just commenced, went through. They uh, they come back and convicted him. The jury convicted him today of, of uh, first-degree murder. Um, now... I, I, again, it sucks that you don't have a lot of context with this, I suppose. It makes the conversation a little bit less, but I've got a couple of Reading things. Reading it, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of picking it up. So I've, I've got a couple of things here. Number one, and I'm, I'm in no defense of this dude. I definitely think he did it, but the defense, their closing arguments brought up a couple of good points, which in this trial, if you were to really pay attention to it, seemingly uh, there, there were some sloppy and hastily uh, thrown together, uh, um, investigation techniques uh they techniques well not only not only that but like okay they pinned her cell phone of being in these areas and that's how they kind of helped find her and um you know you know kind of normal day-to-day like what you would think would be normal um investigation techniques however like pretty normal standard things hey she's got a boyfriend usually one of the first suspects people would think would be like a boyfriend well, yeah. this dude never really got fully investigated. They never pulled his cell phone records to corroborate where he actually was on the nights that he said he was at. They took, uh, a, they took a, um, his boss took the witness stand and gave a testimony saying, yep, he was there, but never did they pull the cell phone records to show that he was for sure. Like they never investigated the farmer where she was found to just be safe. Like, again, they Basically, they kind of like tried to pin it on this guy. Basically, they 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 found they found blood in his trunk, and they they basically that was it. Never found a murder weapon, nothing. So there's definitely still, and I I'm sure the family probably feels this way too. Uh, there's there's definitely some unanswered questions in this trial, in my opinion. Um, I do think so, this dude did it, but so the, this guy Rivera he testified 
that two masked two men people. showed up to yeah. his room yeah. holding a knife and another with a gun and they ordered him his family to drive his vehicle to Brooklyn, Iowa um, and dump the body basically. Well, they found the body put it in the trunk and he was driving the whole time then mm-hmm. had him go drive and dump it. And then again, n- never any real fibers of another, anybody else being in this vehicle. No, no way of this even being true. Like, that that whole that whole thing is very it smells very of a defense attorney being like are you sure there wasn't you know what i mean right. um so i definitely believe that you know christian behind rivera did this um but there's a lot of unanswered questions at the end of no murder weapon no real you know the this, the other suspects that could have been in the in the trial weren't really investigated and and yeah to the point of the defense it it felt like you know it was everywhere in 2018 and they wanted to figure out who the fuck did this because it was national coverage. Um, and once they found it, they just kind of said, yep, that's it. Close the books. We're done. And this is so pretty quick though. I mean, so it's a six yeah, the day trial, trial super quick and the jury only deliberated for two hours before. Yeah. There, there's so. I, I fully expect like if they can go to a, a, a retrial or whatever, that that's going to happen. Um, yeah. because again, Iowa, not a whole lot going on. If you didn't have some kind of preconceived notion about this whole trial before you went into it, there's there's no shot. You know what I mean? So um, crazy stuff. But yeah, three years later, they convicted him of first degree murder. Um, still answers to be had, I think, in this whole murder trial. But uh, hopefully, you know, the family feels, uh, you know, a little bit of vindication uh, seeing this guy go down. Because like I said, I, I do. I do, in fact, believe he did do it. So. Mm. Sombering, still you somber, somber news there. It is, uh, but I mean that's just <clears throat> that's just the local news. You know what I mean? Uh, right, right. It's right. it. I I enjoy a good criminal trial. Just like I just enjoy following that stuff. You know, I followed all the OJ stuff. Um, I remember. I mean, like, I just, love a good criminal documentary. You know, how yeah, to catch I, a murderer I, or whatever. Yeah, some of that's I don't care. Murderer, so, I, I don't care so much about like the murder aspect. Like I don't listen to the murder shows like the coconut does. Yeah. Um, but I, I get intrigued of like this kind of stuff. Like, hey, he's in a courtroom. Like, let's fucking do this. Like, we're gonna cross examine him. That's why I like the Phoenix Wright games. You know what I mean? Like, I, sure. I dig that shit. That's my that's my style. I think you'd be a, a big fan of uh, the first forty eight. Is that a you television that show? show? Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard just it, covers yeah. like the first 48 hours of a homicide investigation. Cause you know, like the, I guess the numbers are, if you don't catch the guy in the first 48, like you're like, the numbers are just dropping off the face of the earth as far oh, as, wow, really? Yeah. Catching somebody and getting a conviction. So interesting. I did not know that. Yep. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, moving on. I don't know. Do we want to jump right in? You know, there's just so much going on. Let's start here. Uh, last Sunday, it's not last Sunday, man. What a deal. Uh, it was my yeah. first day back at work after everything that had went down. Um, yep. And, and I, you know, I needed some uplift, uplifting stuff. And, uh, and and Phil Mickelson really delivered that to me in the form of just as old, wrecking the PGA, uh, the PGA Championship, and becoming the oldest guy to win a major uh, in history. What a cool moment that we've gotten. We've gotten to see. 53, maybe? What is he, 54? I think he's 51, almost 51 or 52. Oh, he is 51. That's right. Yeah. Um, but think about the the moments that we've seen in sports, especially at least the two big moments for golf, right? A sport that doesn't get a lot of coverage, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Not a sport that I necessarily give that much of a fuck about. But as you and I would be um, 
viewers from afar, when we were growing up, it was Tiger and Phil. You know what I mean? Like those were the two yeah. for, for me. Um, so to see Tiger win the Masters after battling back from all the bullshit he had to deal with, that was monumentally awesome. And then to see Phil get this, Phil's reaction was a little more subdued than I would think it would have been. But that was awesome to see. Yeah, I think it, it was kind of weird watching him win because he didn't go crazy. It wasn't it wasn't a tiger celebration or you know anything like that. So it was it was a little it was a little strange. I thought it, uh, subdued is a good word for it. I mean, he was, he was hugging people and stuff like that. So pumped, he just wasn't like I, I was expecting him to be like fucking god. You know what I mean? Like really yeah. excited about it, especially like. You think about Tiger's reaction when, and again, the Masters, the PJ Championship, couple of different things here. Um, yeah. But I, I really wanted to see Phil draw out some emotion, and he just he was just kind of like, "Fuck yeah, I did it!" Like you twelve know million I mean? dollar I, purse for that. I, listen, dude, he, he's going to be fine for a long time. You know, long time to come. For, for many um, years in a row, Phil Mickelson was the highest paid athlete based yeah. on like endorsements and everything. I remember at one point he was worth over like a hundred, he was making like a hundred million dollars a year. He had a lot of, uh, a lot of sponsorships going on too. So True. there's that. Um, keeping with did, the sports themes. Did you Tony actually Wolf, watch the PGA? Did I watch the PGA championship? Yeah. Did you watch, I watched Sunday. It? I watched okay. Sunday? Yeah. Were you, were you surprised? I, was something that caught my, my attention um, was man, just the number of people that were just yelling all the time, a ton of fucking people screaming and it, all and it the, wasn't just like getting the hole or any, like, you know, or fucking like love you, Phil. Just yeah. People, just like going like, crazy. The, the amount of time people had to like take to get like, when they got to the, the 18th green, it was, I mean, it was insane. It, the yeah. crowd of people was nuts. I was like, what in the fuck is happening? And uh, it was like literally as soon as that club hits the ball, just yelling, man. It was freaking out. Insane. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Fucking out. Um, yeah. Keeping with, uh, keep with the sporting world. You got the NBA playoffs still going on. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that you really watched a whole lot, but, uh, uh I've been, none I've been somewhat, fact. none in fact, well, great. I won't spend too much time there. Uh, we're, we're still in the first rounds, and, and we'll see what that looks like. Uh, the, the, the Red Sox took on the Braves for a couple of game series just uh, a couple nights ago. Did you watch any of that, Tony? Um, I think the, the it was a split series, right? Yeah, yeah. It was one and one. Uh, it was two games, but yeah, you guys, we, we, we split it. And, one of them uh, I know was pretty high scoring in favor of the Red Sox, but um, I'm not sure about the other one. Uh, yeah, the, like I said, the, the Red Sox and, and the Braves, they, they did some battle. It was 9-5. Uh, and then, you know what? Actually, you might have taken both games, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. Let's look. I don't think that that's true, but maybe you're right. It's Thursday. It's not Wednesday. Oh, no, it was 3-1, then 9-5. Yep, it was a split series. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so baseball season's still in full swing. Uh, my fantasy baseball stuff is not doing so hot right now, Tony. I'd, I'd like to let you know I'm, I'm being pretty shitty, honestly playing pretty shitty. Never, um, never been a fantasy foot, uh, fantasy baseball, baseball guy. So it's tough. It's, it's, it takes a lot to get into, but I dig it a lot. It's, it's good time. Speaking of keeping with sports stuff, Tom Brady versus who was it? Aaron it's like Rogers. Yeah. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady has, is it, uh, Phil Mickelson and then Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers, I believe is the, right. is the pair. It's the yeah, match old, old versus that. new. Yep. So, 
pretty uh pretty Even good though Aaron Rodgers is close to 40 absolutely um that'll be that'll be a good thing to, to check out uh, a couple other crazy things you got Julio Jones you see, you see hold on whoa, whoa, hold on now I mean oh. I mean if you want to do a solo podcast I can just log off oh sure you, you mean, can bring some stuff you up you gotta anything. let me talk about it you know what I'm saying oh, okay all right Go for it, uh, Tom Brady out there talking hella shit on Twitter, which I enjoy quite a bit. You know, poke, poking fun at um, poking fun at uh, Aaron Rodgers. The other thing that I want to say about Aaron Rodgers that I thought was interesting is that um, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be on the cover of Madden 21 or Madden 22 this year. And normally it's like mid-May that we get a, a Madden review uh, or like a reveal for the cover art. And I just think that they're not doing it because they don't know what the fuck Aaron Rodgers is going to do. That's possible. I, I could see that happening. That's pretty crazy. He's holding up the whole thing. Did you see him on ESPN, though, with Kenny? I didn't see that, no. Oh, he, he goes on ESPN, right? Just looking hunky-dory, not showing up for OTAs or any, any of the workouts, right? Just stiffing the Green Bay Packers all together. And Kenny is uh, interviewing him. And they go back and forth and you know have some fun and he basically says without saying that he's just not going to go back to the Packers. And at the end, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers was really big on crypto and, oh, sure. and on Twitter and stuff talking about it. And Kenny at the end says, uh, well, one last thing here, Aaron, um, uh, as somebody that trusts you, I went ahead and invested a lot of money into crypto and pretty much lost it all. So fuck you. And he walks off. <laughs> pretty good and he just leaves Aaron Rodgers on the screen to like awkwardly laugh it was uh it was a good stuff that's absolutely that's good uh did you see Julio Jones uh, accidentally purposely but not on purpose on live tv was like I'm fucking out of here with the Falcons after hearing he was being shopped around for a trade I yeah I think he just said I'm not going back or something he he said I'm out of here but then he's like okay oh I didn't realize that was live (laughs) Just like you, in this late. day and age, just don't say stuff. You just can't say stuff on the on on anything without being heard somewhere. Yeah, it's just it's just the job of an agent. I can't even imagine. You know, yeah, putting out those kind of fires, right? Um, Tony, you asked a question last week about Tim Tebow. Yeah, did you end up seeing what that contract he signed was? Oh no! Is it is it super insensitive? No, just just a base ass contract. He got like the bare minimum contract, so like that that made me feel a little bit better. Until his fucking jerseys were like the top five jerseys in the NFL shop. It's like, dude, this dude's still fucking just still raking in cash on it's everything. Crazy. It's yeah, so crazy. One year, nine hundred twenty thousand dollar contract, which is yep. the league minimum. Bare minimum. Zero I mean, guaranteed money, injury split, which is kind of nice, and uh, no incentive. Listen, if, if somebody wants to sign me to a one-year contract for almost a million dollars, like I'm going to say yeah, but I just can't believe that everyone's out there buying his fucking jerseys and everything. It's just nuts to me. It's crazy. I want to I see what he looks like, man. Like I want to see some footage He's, of him out there's in the pictures, field. Yeah, there's, there's pictures out of him doing his OTAs. He's out there um, running around looking like a tight end. No shot is going to be good, right? I, I listen, he hasn't dude. been a tight end since high school. I didn't think he was going to be good as the Broncos quarterback, and then he was, and then he wasn't. But he yeah, was, but he, but he wasn't, you know, whatever. But he was really, for a minute, you know what I mean? Like a hot second, he was there, and he won us a playoff game. So, like, I got no complaints. Hebo was just such an anomaly that, like, he's still it, an anomaly. 
Yeah, but like it was one of those things where like you're just so different that NFL defensive uh, talent hasn't been able to like study you and catch up to you. Like it was, it was such a, in the grand scheme of things, it was such a flash in the pan. And uh, man, what what a time to be alive. Um, how about how about a little movie news? We got the we got the Elementals, the Marvel upcoming oh, film. Yeah. yeah. Um. With the Star Rob, Boys. Rob Starks. Yep. Yeah, Rob yeah. Starks and John Starks. Oh, yeah. Well, Targaryen, I should say. I know. You know, as as I'm watching, uh, we're rewatching the Game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't, you put the connection together that old Maester Eamon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Do you think he knew that John was his fucking grandson or whatever the nephew, whatever it would be? The the books the books make him make it very clear that he knew that that really? he was a descendant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Like I when he's like, Oh, you're Amon, I'm like, holy shit, he's a relative and I no one fucking knew about it the whole time. Like mind blown. Anyway. Yeah, what the show the doesn't do very good for the Maester is he he drops it at, like that his name's Amon, but like they don't really reveal fully that he's a Targaryen until like right before he dies. It's kind of a weird, like yeah, he's just been up there so long that people forgot that he's a Targaryen. I don't know when he dies, but it was the, it was the, I think the penultimate episode of season one, him and John are having that conversation and he's like, Oh, you know, my brother was fucking mad King. People called him that. And John's right. like, I, I, you're, uh, what you're aiming Targaryen. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yep, but I'm just chilling on the wall, serving the realm. That's what I do. Just chill. Yeah, he was talking about how he knows what it's like to be alone, and yeah, yeah, and, trying uh, to make John, yeah, f- makes him feel uh, fit in a little bit, you know. Um, but the Eternals, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would say I'm pretty hyped for this movie after this trailer. I don't know how to feel, Tony. It feels so weird being excited for Marvel products that don't involve our core people. You know what I mean? Well, we're getting into like the space heroes, right? And like that, Definitely. that's going to be a weird thing. And because we got Captain Marvel, right? We had Thanos come in. You got Doctor Strange, who's kind of, sort of, maybe, but he's definitely an Earth hero. But now you're getting the Eternals, which, you know, they're definitively they're the space heroes. Yeah. Been around for thousands of years or whatever the fuck. You got Angelina Jolie with blonde hair, Selma Hayek rocking it. Yeah. Um, had yeah, you got Rob Stark and John Stark and Camille Nanjani who's ripped and uh yeah I don't it just feels weird to watch a team of heroes that aren't heroes we know even though it's how we felt during like Guardians but I guess for Guardians there was more humor so like I felt a little more invited Eternals doesn't seem hard to penetrate it's just like oh this is this is the direction we're going now and like you just got to live with it you know what I mean yeah, what's weird here is, you know, like so I, I think there's a like a decent ish chance that you get some Thanos into this because the Eternals were created by the Celestials, right? So like in the hierarchy of things, you got the Eternals who are basically overall like they're they're better than the humans, right? They they they're all like godly type figures, but then above the Eternals are the Celestials who created the Eternals, right? And th- Thanos was also created by the Celestial, so he is basically an Eternal. Um, so I think there's a like a, a chance that we might get like some Thanos like origin story kind of uh, deal in this movie, or at least maybe like in a show that accompanies the movie. Not not real sure, but this movie looks pretty tits. Yeah, the the, the production value and it's it's 
absolutely Marvel, right? You know what I mean? Like it feels right. like a Marvel movie. It looks like a Marvel movie. Um, the the their their storyboard or, or you know what I mean? Like their cookie cutter part of what they would make with movies is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited to just get back into the universe and hopefully fill this out of who, who do I care about now? You know, and, and they really sum that up at the very end, right? Hey, fucking, you know, Captain America and Tony Stark, they're fucking gone. Who's, who's doing this thing now? Right. Bob Stark's like, I liked, I liked it too. The little, good, the little joking stuff. Like, who's oh, going to yeah. lead the Avengers. I'll lead the I'll, Avengers. I'll, I'll fucking do it. So, um, what doesn't feel like a Marvel movie is the Dr. Strange sequel. Because this week it came out that Doctor Strange's director, he's out. The guy that helped write and produce and direct the first film is not going to do the second film anymore because him and Marvel are of two different opinions on what kind of movie this should be. That happened a while ago, though. Well, he, he left that? the project, but it came out that it's because yeah. there was there was creative, a creative differences. differences. So... Which feels very unmarvel like to have happen, right? Like Does that feels though? way more like a DC thing. Does it though? I Ed mean, who's Wright leaving? Left Ant Man because yeah, of creative what, differences. But you know what? Ant Man was just a shitty Marvel movie by Marvel well, standards. It, but either way, like weren't uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller getting ready to do? No, no, I'm thinking Solo. They were doing Solo, but that's that's still Disney. You know, they were doing Solo, and they kicked him out to bring in uh, Ron Howard. Just you seems. I, mean? I guess it just seems to me that like after twenty four movies or whatever it is that like Marvel just doesn't miss. You know what I mean? And well, so, I, but I think they don't miss for a reason, right? Like I just said with the Eternals, it feels that feels like a Marvel movie. When you and I, I want to say there's stuff on YouTube that that also dictates this. Marvel has a plan for what their movies are going to be, and yeah, they bring in directors, but that's the, the director is don't really have a lot of creative freedom with what they're doing here. They've got what they want to make. They're giving it to you to bring it to life. But as far as like, if you want to bend it or change it, I don't believe there's a whole lot of wiggle room. Well, especially when you're this deep, you know what I mean? In a, in a sequel that like yeah. is intricately tied to the entire fourth phase. Like I'm sure there's probably a little, I mean, basically what I feel like right now, Marvel's doing is going, we don't need a Ryan Johnson. We saw what happened with Star Wars with that, so we're not doing it. As much as The Last Jedi is still a movie I, I don't dislike, I think that's what they're trying to avoid is like, we know what we want, and if you don't want to deliver this, we're good. Just see you later, buddy. Can we maybe talk a little vid games? Yeah. Oh, man, there's a lot of video game stuff, Tony. This may be a, maybe a lightning round, depending on what you care about. Well, i tell you this. I haven't looked at anything that came out of any of these like directs or conferences or pre-E3 things that have come out this week. So I know there's some news. I know I'm behind on it. So I'm going to lean on you a little bit to just walk me through it. A lot of pre-E3 stuff. Um, all started on on uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm sorry. It was for, uh, early morning Wednesday um, mm-hmm. that some of this came out. Uh, first, I'm... Um, Maybe it was, fuck, I don't know my days anymore, Tony. But either way, it started off with Dragon Quest. We're working from this, home, bro. Most of this stuff uh, was was talked about over in, in Japan where they announced Dragon Quest Twelve, um, which yeah. people really like Dragon Quest Eleven. I want to say that's the one on Game Pass that you told me to play, right? Uh, definitely one, one of the best. Age. Definitely one of the best turn-based RPGs I've played in, in a very long time. 
So they showed that off. They also showed off um, a, a, an HD 2D remake of Dragon Quest 3, which excites me. But it's a, it's a little divisive because some people don't like this art style, which is like basically Octopath the Traveler. art style. Octopath Traveler, exactly right. Um, I think that art style looks pretty cool. Um, what are what are your thoughts here on that? Yeah, I think it looks. I think uh, I love that kind of thing. Octopath Traveler also on Game Pass. Oh, that's right. They did put Octopath Traveler on Game Pass, and that's fucking crazy. Uh, yep. So yeah, that was the first big news that popped out. Kind of excited about that stuff. Later in the day was the the Sonic 30th anniversary uh, announcements, which were basically nothing. Sonic is coming to like Two Point Hospital and Minecraft and like other things that are just weird and strange. A lot of crossover um, licensing things. Yep. A lot of just kind of keeping Sonic in the main eye uh, or in the, in the focus. Uh, they announced Sonic Colors Ultimate, which is a remake of a Wii game, uh, which does not do much for me. Um, never played it, so I don't care. Um, they also said, hey, we're working on a, a Sonic collection for the next generation consoles, which 4K Sega games like what? I I don't Okay, sure. I don't yeah, know. That it doesn't seem like a big benefit, right? No, not at all. But they're talking Sonic 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, and CD, um, I oh believe is what the God. package was. What so, a waste. Those are already on, like, the Xbox arcade thing. Yeah, I mean, you can buy them on, like, the Sega arcade classic thing. They put this... It, at this point, they're just... Conti- it, they're, they're fucking putting... Milking it. Milking everything they can out of it. And I get it, right? Um, and then they teased a new Sonic game that they're going to show off next year, which, I mean, it was literally a, a CG trailer that just showed Sonic running with some weird digital cubes around him. No name, no nothing. Just, hey, more Sonic games are coming. Cool. When's the last I, time that, like, there was, like, a truly original Sonic game? Like, it, Sonic Mania. It, yeah. Well, Sonic that's Mania not really original, though. That, I mean, that is... Yeah, it's it original in the sense that it's, like, content, but, like... I'm talking like a like a different thing. Like a, Sonic Adventures was like an open world Sonic, basically. Like that's yeah. Like man, they Shadow just, the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, I guess you, you know can't I mean? fault him. I mean, like this is this is what they do, right? Like a rails yeah, it, racer type thing, but and, and so I, you know, like I said, the the big thing was with Sonic Mania is that that Christian Whitehead was making his own kind of fake Sonic game. And then they were like, you know what? No, just like come work here and make a game for us. We don't know how to make Sonic right. games anymore. And they did it and it worked. That was back in 2017. They re-released it with Sonic Mania Plus in 2018. I would expect a sequel to this be a thing at some point, sure. um, but I don't know. And then you've got uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog film, which recently was apparently uh, leaked plot wise. And it, to no surprise has, uh, knuckles in it so um they didn't talk cool about that though. though it would be it was, cool. that was an underrated I like movie first, i like that movie yeah good yeah. movie um after the sonic stuff yesterday was big stuff and uh, you you haven't watched any anything on horizon yet nothing this is maybe where i want you to pull up the horizon video and just skim a little bit of it because it was i, I mean i you really liked horizon zero dawn right yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I, a really good game that I didn't as, play for like several years. As did I. Like I fucking just absolutely adore that game. Um, so Horizon Forbidden West, definitely one of my most anticipated games coming out this year, is definitely worth you checking out. Um, skip to about like I'd say three minutes and forty five seconds into the video if you're gonna pull it up. 
Um, I'm looking at the, the official state of play on PlayStation. That's yep. That's exactly right. Um, and it, you know, you can watch it up to you in your, in your 4k business. And if you want to, you got that fancy monitor there. Um, but good transition from a, a cutscene to the actual gameplay. It reminded me as I watched like this yesterday. It's like raptor things. I forgot how creepy oh, some so, of those things are. So fucking cool. The the location now. Obviously, the first one uh, was was not as I don't think I don't remember it being as luscious and as bright and as green as this is. Um, oh, it definitely it definitely popped quite a bit. But I mean, this had, this looks like this it might have some more color. This also immediately stands out that it has way more verticality. And very much so, and you got the ray tracing. You can see the light bending off of everything, uh, which you, you didn't really get before. Yeah. Um, what it reminded me of was I saw this and I went, "This feels like when Ellie got to uh, the West Coast uh, in Last of Us." Like that's the vibes I got from it of just the coloration sure. and the lighting effects and just how everything looked. Um, yeah, very vertical, a, a lot more movement based, uh, which I which I really like. Um, at some point you'll see she's got this parachute thing that she uses. And I think that's fucking mm-hmm. nifty. Um, oh, just, she like found some like other people too, like some Aborigines or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, on the beach. Yeah. They're fucking people up. These like tribal clans. Oh man. They got like a huge like elephant thing. She's riding oh, an animal. Yep. The game oh. just looks excellent. Like good old man. Aloy. Aloy so good. Such a really cool character. Um, you know, I, I couldn't, if you asked me what the, if you asked me what the story was in the first horizon, I could kind of tell you like, she might be a clone of somebody clone, from the past, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. about all I, Lance Reddick was in it. Like, that's really what I got for you. You know what I mean? Um, the game looks amazing. I can't wait to play it. No release date yet. Um, but that was probably the biggest news out of yesterday was, uh, what was showing off horizon for the first time. I mean, it looks pretty polished so yeah, like i gotta expect that game to be september november holiday something like that i also think that they want to put that game out when there's more playstation 5s available and let me tell you right now that ain't the time yeah you gotta you gotta think they're gonna try to do some sort of exclusive playstation or something like that i mean it well, is it has become like a primary ip for them yeah, it's definitely like they're going to do like I would be surprised if they weren't putting together like a God of War and may, maybe not, but like a God of War style. Hey, we've got this version of a PS5 that's specifically designed to look like Aloy or a machine or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm beginning to definitely think God of War is not coming out this year. But... I, I told you that wasn't happening, but yeah, yeah, I definitely don't think it is, which is fine. I let Corey Barlog take as long as he needs on that because I want another masterpiece. I went back and watched, I was going back and watching some videos of, of God of War uh, just the other day. And I'm like, this game's so good. God, I, I don't even think that game is. I, I think that Sony is probably in a position too where like they don't even need to like maybe it's finished and it's it's just like hey continue to polish it and continue to make it better like it's probably they're they're probably at a point where maybe it's like fully ready to go for like a late summer or holiday launch but it's just like who the fuck's gonna play it you know what i mean like they sold a bunch of playstation 5s but like so many people are trying to get playstation 5s like 
Why not yeah. wait? You know, I would guess not only because tw- it came out in 2018. And I think three years is a really quick turnaround for a new console launch, mm-hmm. uh, unless they're developing it for cross console play, which would make me a little upset. Um, I just assume they put it on PS5 exclusively and say, fuck it. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with God of War. There was a little bit of kerfluffle on the internet about some dipshit on a internal uh, like release thing, used a fake God of War Ragnarok logo, right. uh, and people went ape shit about it. So um, today, the, the big thing that got shown off was uh, they showed off Far Cry 6, uh, which, Tony, are you a Far Cry fan? No, I'm really not. I just I understand the formula works and um, very Ubisoft of a game, but like it just never really captured me. It is the Assassin's Creed that is not Assassin's Creed. You know what I mean? So every Ubisoft game is it? It's the Ubisoft game in this universe. It's formulaic. It's just cut out, put new characters in it, paste it in there, call it a day. Um, although far cry six got Giancarlo Esposito, uh, as, as one of the bad guys. So that's pretty exciting. Um, definitely seems like the biggest game they've made yet, which why wouldn't it be, uh, very pretty looking. I, uh, they, Amazon made a mistake last year on my birthday and put up the ultimate edition. That was $110 version for 60 bucks. And I pre-ordered that. Uh, so it's still on their pre-ordered. So that comes out in October. They showed that off today. So, um, you got a PS5 to play it on, so I do. You're right. That makes one of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last bit of video game news. This came out of Bloomberg. Uh, Bloomberg news. So I mean, pretty legit there. Um, it does sound like this Nintendo Switch Pro is fucking real and might yeah. be revealed before E3. Is the rumor as of right now? Is they might show this off before the the conferences or the direct whatever they do uh, starts. Um, as of right now, it sounds like they're in early production. They're going to ramp that up closer towards the holiday and launch uh, between October and December. Um, and it might be a little more expensive than the original Switch, which not not su- not surprised. Boy, excited about a new Switch, Tony. I know I know we've talked about it before, but yeah, but I I just don't know how Nintendo is going to get things made if nobody else can. So that that's the only thing concerning me is they got to use the same chips that are internationally short for every industry and, including yeah. the Vehicles. gaming industry so yeah. how how is nintendo going to secure these and make these for a console launch i just don't think it's very feasible to be honest we'll see i mean nintendo's done weirder things other than launch a console in the middle of you know still coming out of a pandemic and a, a chip shortage but we'll see what it uh, what it looks like i'm excited about it for sure um but that tony is all the video game news i have for you all right hey um probably something we should have mentioned in the movie news but big news out of amazon just dropping big dick yesterday they bought mgm the movie studio for 8.5 billion dollars I mean, MGM, if you think about it, has made so many fucking movies, old movies, but they're responsible for some of the bigger franchises when we were growing up. Um, I mean, who doesn't know the lion roaring? You know what I mean? From, um, from I mean, what's to me still the most quintessential movie that I remember that on was The Wiz. Was The, the Old Wiz? Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. Oh, no, I was like, the, the I thought you meant The Wiz, not Wizard of Oz. Yes, Wizard of Oz is definitely the movie I was also thinking of. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. They, they got the James Bond franchise, um, Rocky. The, the Rocky movies, yep, yep. Inclu- including Creed. They got all the Lord of the Rings movies. Hobbits, yep. Yep, yep. 
so I mean, it's they're it's it's a big one, man. And Amazon just decided to buy them, which has apparently you know some pretty big ramifications for potentially what Amazon's trying to do with their Amazon Prime service. Because um, now not only can they pull these movies from other platforms, you know, obviously like a Netflix, um, but they could pull them from Vudu, they could pull them from Movies Anywhere, they could pull them from iTunes, and they could like make them exclusively for Amazon. They're basically the first, you know, company that does streaming to buy a movie studio, right? Instead of making their own. So, you know, that which also brings up the whole thing of like, what are they going to do with their own Amazon Pictures movie studio? How's that get rolled in? And, um, it's just another huge evolution in this like crazy world that we have with these big players in the movie industry without looking. And you may have already had it pulled up. So you might know without looking, how old is MGM? When was it founded? Uh, what year? I mean, the wizard of Oz was like the mid thirties. So it's gotta be gotta be before that mid twenties, mid late, late twenties, April 17th, 1924. This movie studio is almost a hundred fucking years old. Crazy man, that's nuts. And it filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy back in 2010. So what's that tell you? Yeah, but Crazy. a lot, a lot of places filed for bankruptcy. Oh yeah, after after like, the recession. Just so crazy, you know what I mean? So crazy yeah. to see a movie studio kill, still kicking almost a hundred years later. Uh, as we do, we got to talk a little. Wrestling, little wrestling. Um, WWE fired a bunch more people in in their like offices, including uh, Adnan Vert, no longer an announcer for WWE. Rip Adnan. Yeah, what a what a stupid move by by WWE continuing to go after these sports guys that don't really have the. It just doesn't feel the same, right? When you have right. these guys that are, I guess it's different for somebody like Pat McAfee, who brings such a, a strange, chaotic energy, but it works almost like Pat McAfee reminds me a lot of like Jesse, the body Ventura with like the way he kind of just categorized and says things. And he's just kind of crazy. Um, Adnan just, he felt like he was trying to be sports center and that doesn't work. Yeah. You know what? And it, uh, he's just so accomplished. Like it really felt like he was almost downplaying, um, what was available to him. You know what I mean? Right. Like to come to WWE, like they must've just thrown a bunch of fucking money at him. I'm not really sure what the story is there. It'd be yeah, kind of interesting to hear like, that, but it sounds like there was somebody championing him, uh, on, on the back end of like, Hey, this guy's pretty good. Bring him in. And he did a, he did an admirable job, but it just wasn't going to work out for, you could tell right away. He just didn't fit. Right. Um, right. sounds like they're bringing in another guy that used to do UFC. Um, who is pretty familiar with the product will again, see what that looks like. I have always been a fan of wrestlers that are turned commentators. I think that works the the best you see it with Corey Graves, who used to be a wrestler. He's really good. Um, granted, Michael Cole, I don't think was ever really a wrestler, but excellent on the mic. Um, yep. Familiar with the product. Uh, you know, Jericho is excellent on the microphone. He, he's so good calling matches. Samoa Joe was phenomenal at it you know if, if you if you would have been able to retain Samoa Joe and made Corey Graves your lead announcer that I think that's a great one-two punch but you know WWE they just keep cutting people and cutting people and cutting people I don't know yeah um who's who's the other announcer that they just fired like yesterday uh, uh, uh Tom Tom Phillips Tom Phillips yeah I mean yep. another staple 
he'd had some weird things happen with like he might have been cheating on his wife or or fucking around somewhere and doing some weird shit and they kind of took him off tv like not to the point where like Corey graves and carmella were fucking around and like that became a deal but it wasn't to the point of like the public being like what super distraction yeah yeah you know, and I and I hear I like I read on online and Twitter and and on some YouTube channels I watch that are dedicated to to wrestling. It's just like, oh, WWE fired more people. Like they don't even need they don't need to fire talent. They made one point one billion dollars or whatever it was last year, and it's just like, yeah, but like it's still a fucking business. Just because you're making money doesn't mean that you don't try to get better and more efficient and like cut the waste. You know what I mean? So, right. yep, you got to trim it, the fat, and especially after a year where you realize how little you needed to run your company. Yeah, exactly. Like why, why would you keep people that like aren't part of your plan? Like you're not just like, are just going to sit in a fucking, uh, in the break room. You know what I mean? Yeah. At home. I feel bad for like the digital people that seem to put in a lot of work on that side. And a lot of those guys got shit canned. Like that sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, from a business standpoint, it makes it makes complete sense. I think I think the aggravating thing is like they're they're shit canning this talent, right? And make no mistake, the worst of the WWE roster is still like top notch compared to the rest of the wrestling industry. Like WWE is the creme de la creme, right? Like short of short of AEW and a few scattered uh, programs around around the globe. Like WWE's it, you know what I mean? So even though that these people come to WWE and they get buried on the roster. The ones that you don't see, the Drew Gulags, the Aleister Blacks, um, the Cesaros for a long time, like they get buried on the WWE roster, but they're they would go to any other promotion and be like title holders. You know what I mean? Absolutely, so yeah. staples. It, yeah, so it's frustrating on one side to be like, oh, well, they're just wasting this talent. They're firing these people. They're doing nothing with them. But on the other end, like if they had really good stories and they had really good angles going on at WWE, you wouldn't be mad then that they're also firing talent when they're making a billion dollars, you know? So it's, Absolutely. it's, it's kind of a, a weird dynamic there, but double-edged sword there. Yeah. Um, Hey, this week, big, uh, AEW. Yeah. Uh, you got AEW going on right now. Um, dynamites, dynamites happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got uh, double or nothing on Sunday. Let's let's go through the uh, AEW Double or Nothing match card here, just real quick, and give give some predictions. Uh, I got it pulled up. If I'm going to link it out in the chat, if you wanted to follow along, um, no, uh, match number one. I don't know that this is in order by any means. I doubt you could yeah, really predict it. that. But uh, yep. I got the Casino Battle Royale. Here are everybody. Here's everybody that's announced for this so far, and this is going to be hosted by Paul White, aka the Big Show. Uh, you got Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., uh, Preston uh, uh, Preston Vance, Stu Grayson, Nick Camarado, QT Marshall, Lee Johnson, Dustin Rhodes, Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, uh, Penta, El Zero Meta, uh, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark, Mark Quinn, Matt Seidel, Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Jungle Boy, and a mystery entrant. I yeah, don't do get you think this mystery entrance crazy about the mystery entrant. Yeah. Mm. It'll probably be Paul White if I had to guess, but I mean that's just my opinion. Okay. Um, I, there, there's two people in this that I think I'm going to go three people. I, here's my top three picks. I have no idea who's going to win it, but I'll give you three. Okay. All right. All right. Number one, Matt Seidel. He's come on really strong lately. He had a pretty good match with with Kenny. Deserves another one, right? Yeah. Number two. 
Jungle Boy is just absolutely amazing and deserves everything in the world. Uh, and, and number three, for some stupid reason, they're going to probably push Christian Cage, even though Christian Cage is old as fuck. However, if the mystery entrant is Paul White, that would be funny, but he won't, they won't let him win. But those are my three. Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, uh, or, or Matt Seidel. Yeah, you know, Big Show came over to AEW and then shit on WWE for not letting him wrestle. So it's been really weird that in like three months we haven't seen him wrestle. Um, right at all so i could see i could see him jumping in the ring checking it out christian cage is one where this article points out might tie up some story ends and put him back on track to go against omega which fell off the face of the earth because guess what christian looks bad you know he doesn't look good at all um there's probably a good reason that wwe did not pay him for a uh, a, a full-time contract. contract. Well, and, and to be fair, the last time somebody won one of these, the, 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 whatever the fuck it was, the last pay-per-view, the, the grab, the ring of Sonic at the top yeah, of the Scorpio ring. sky. Yep. I mean, they did that match on, on a weekly television thing. So like, it wasn't even a big deal. So yeah, the, they just kind of, that was, that was a weird angle too. You know yeah, what I mean? Super weird. But next match here that's listed is hangman, Adam page versus Brian cage accompanied by Taz. Um, this, ought to be a banger of a match should be amazing hangman adam page is great brian cage honestly can work and really can put people over because he's so big uh there's no shot that uh page isn't winning this though Mm. like okay yeah it i i guess i could go either way i'm i'm down like brian cage for me is way over in my opinion, like I like him a lot. I like the whole team Taz thing. The FTW belt has kind of fallen off, fallen off. It really means nothing. He just carries it around. But uh, I guess I could go either way. Like, what do you get if Hangman wins? Like, what's what's after that? Hangman was undefeated and he lost to Brian Cage on a bullshit call. So he's got to get oh, the win back. Yeah, you got to go 50 50 booking. I, I suppose. Okay. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. So, as you talked about, Scorpio Sky versus Darby, you get a little bit of revenge on that. Um, Ethan Page is just coming out of nowhere. I'm not exactly sure what, what this has to do with anything. But the big news here is that you're going to get actually Sting in the ring, first time wrestling live, not like a pre produced thing like we saw at the last one. I think. Sting and Darby Allen are almost untouchable because of Sting's uh, legend Mystique. factor. Yeah. Um, hold on. I, I think that this just smells and stinks of a situation where, like, oh, Sting gets kind of like you know kayfabe injured early on, and he's like not doing too much, or maybe he's like gets a spot where he's outside the ring for a while, and then he comes back for the you know a splash or a, a death lock or something. Um, I don't see him actually doing much at whatever he is, like almost 55 years old. Yeah, he it, he he shouldn't be taking a bunch of bumps because the last time he took a bunch of bumps, although, man, that match with him and Seth Rollins up to that point was great. I just can't. I don't want to see that again. So that makes me nervous. So Darby's great. I, I like I, Ethan Page. And honestly, I, I would be fine if they were to like, if they took Sting out and then just two-on-one beat down Allen and beat him. That would be okay with me because I would add to Scorpio and Ethan getting some getting some heat and they need it. Uh, yeah. But I don't. I just don't see AEW for all its greatness does seem to be really face heavy in a lot of things. And this is another right. one of those. What what if what if you get like Scorpio or Ethan? They just like give Sting a good old buckle bomb. 
dude, if there's a buckle bomb, I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> wouldn't that be so like that? Wouldn't that seem like an AEW thing? Because like they like to break that fourth wall, just like you know, they they beat down Sting, they pick him up, he, they look at the hard camera, give it a smile, and then they just give him a buckle bomb, and he just falls to the outside of the ring for a while. Dude, that'd be so bad. I, I it's it's like when they did Daniel Bryan's head stuff when he come back. Like, just don't, please don't. Yeah, boy, that's. Okay, Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. This, this is a wall. I mean, this is the least my least excited match of the night. I was gonna say this is a total snooze fest. The the yeah. buildup has not been good. Cody is not that good. Yeah, Anthony Agogo is not that good. And you know what? And he wrestles really stiff. I mean, he beat the shit out of that kid last week um, yeah, to the point that he had internal thing. bleeding. It's just it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I I don't have any anything yeah. more to say yeah. i don't think cody loses but no shot cody's winning all, all over the place um tnt championship you get miro versus lance archer this is going to be i think another just big hoss match with two guys that although they're big they don't wrestle big so i, I could see this being a, sto- a show stealer i could also see this being full of nerves and it could be a missed spot fest um just because like miro's first title defense um Lance is getting kind of back in, in some of the mainframe stuff again. And I, I just see a little bit of nerves coming to this. I'm hoping it's great, but I could see it being a struggle. Uh, but I think Miro is one of this. No problem. I, I just hope somebody backstage, you know, somebody with yeah. some real authority like Tony Khan maybe pulls Jake Roberts aside and goes, dude, you just got to get off the fucking mat and stay out of the fucking camera lane. Because, like, all not I see happen. every time that Lance Archer's in the ring is Jake Roberts is on the camera when he's not supposed to be. Yeah, it's not good. Um, who do you think wins that? You think Miro retains? Yeah, I said, I said Miro retains. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I don't think they're going to put Lance over at this point. Miro's just, he's he's a freight train right now. Um, I also hope that it's not like a like a short match. You wouldn't think of that out of two, two huge guys, no, right? I, I, I don't see it going longer than like 10 or 15, though. Yeah, but I don't mean like it's it's not going to be like it a squash. It won't be a squash. No, no, no yeah. way. No nope. Um. You get this match that was uh, is is highly advertised that I think is going to be actually pretty good. Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker for yeah. the AEW Women's Title. It's the the writing's on the wall here, bud. They're they're celebrating uh, they're celebrating Hikaru Shida having it for a year, year. tonight on AEW. That I mean that spells she's dropping the belt on Sunday to to, to, to Britt Baker. So yeah, yeah, no, I think no worries here. I think they're still going to tell a really good story. I think this is like Britt loves getting color. I mean, and she's just been busted up in these matches before, so yeah. I could I could see that. But it could also just be a massive opportunity for a huge swerve. And Akara keeps it. I don't see it. I think I think this is a pretty easy call for Sheeta to get some some much needed time away. Um yep. and Britt Baker, she she's been begging for the spotlight. Now she'll have it. So yeah, you got the AEW tag team title match: Eddie uh, Kingston and John Moxley versus the Young Bucks. Um, I'm not actually that excited for this match. I think the billing has been not super great. Like, I'm not quite sure if AEW just thought because of the names that people were going to be like super bought into this, but it's just not doing it for me, really. Yeah, I, my my issue goes back to them trying to spend too many plates at the same time with these, with these characters. Um, and so, and John Moxley is going to get ready to take time off anyway. So young bucks are going to retain. It's going to have some kind of bullshit, whatever the fuck happening. Um, 
and definitely a little dusty finish. You know, the Good Mike, Brothers. I'm um, saying Kenta because we haven't seen Kenta come back since that one time. So that that's my okay. prediction is Kenta will be there. Yeah, that maybe maybe so. Um, uh, next match here, I agree, Young Bucks or Next match here, Stadium Stampede, uh, Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. Now, if the Inner Circle loses, they got to break up. This makes, as we're reading this match card, this makes me feel like it's the most predictable AEW pay-per-view they've had since they started. Like this, this they're is not going to break uh, up the inner circle. They're breaking up the inner circle, bud. You think the inner circle is losing? You think the pinnacle is going to take this? Here's, and can I tell you why? Okay. Here's why they're going to break up the inner circle. Right, uh, right here. Are you putting something in chat? What's going on? Quiet time. Do you not hear that? Oh my God. Are you trying to play something again? Cause this yeah, never I was, works. I was, why do you not hear? Like, I don't know how, like I'm literally blaring it in my microphone. I, I don't know. Anyway, Fozzie dropped a new tune two days ago. So, Fozzie's going to go you back on the tour. Just know that? No, but I'm just telling you that that's why they're going to bust up because Fozzie just dropped new music two days ago. That tells you all you need to know. Jericho's going to be out for a little while. He's got to go tour and do his thing. Inner Circle's losing. MJF got to look strong. Then you got to build for the, the big return of Jericho later. It, it, had been all, it'll, it will have been all pinnacle all the time, though. So you think, you think they're just going to continue to dominate? Absolutely. Also, if you get a second, listen to this song by Fozzie because it's God, is it bad? It's fucking terrible. Yeah, he's a wrestler, you know uh, what I mean? I have not seen this music video, nor do I want to watch it, but I'm going to link at least the song. Oh, so you the can music see videos are just bad. I watched a few, yeah. like the music is not, you know, great. Judas is just okay. There's, but there's the there's the video there for you if you'd like to to pull it oh, up. Oh, just the thumbnail alone. Yeah, is the, he on like a Ferris wheel? What is he's that? On, he's on a roller coaster. I've, again, I've not seen this, but the song is just trash, man. Great. Uh, uh, all right, last match of the night, the AEW World Championship. Three-way match, Orange Cassidy versus Pack versus Kenny. Not actually excited about this match. Oh, man, this is going to be a banger of a match. This is going to feel, I think we talked about this the other day, this is going to feel like Seth Rollins, John Cena, and, and, uh, and, and Brock Lesnar. Omega's going to be dusty. Pack versus Orange Cassidy, which we already saw and ended with Cassidy getting hurt. Yeah. Probably going to be a lot of focus on that again, and and it's going to be going to be a hot show. Who wins? There's no shot Omega's dropping it. Again, I think nine out of nine matches incredibly predictable, um, which leads to the question. Right, we've been debating this. Are we buying this? I mean, here's what I'm going to tell you, Tony. I'm buying it. Whether you're going to be here or not is up to you. I'm buying it, though. What about if you're here? Not doing that. Not doing it. You want to talk about it? Not doing it. It's my place or not, Tony. It's my turn. It's my turn. And I'll pay for it because I don't know that this is going to be that great of a pay-per-view after, after talking about all that. I don't think so. That's why I don't know if I want to spend two hours on the road to watch a not great pay-per-view. So so don't do it, man. I'm just telling you, I'm buying it. I'm buying I'll make, it. I'm I'll watching make a it. Gut call. 
I told you you need to do it at the end of the show, so I need you to make that gut call right now. I'll see um, you Sunday. I don't know. I got big plans. I got big plans. Let me check my calendar. <clears throat> uh, what do you watch and play there, Derek? Oh, boy. It's just been a lot of Game of Thrones. Uh, we're through season one. Um, finished up that. It hasn't started... been a lot of Game of Thrones. Well, I mean, for us, it's been been a good chunk of Game of Thrones. A little bit of Friends. Nothing too crazy there. Um, yeah. I randomly started watching DBZ Super. Um, watched a few episodes of that the other day. Randomly, Chris Dugan today asked me if I'd watched Yu Yu Hakusho, which was kind of funny. Um, or maybe it was nice. yesterday. Yeah, he asked me if I watched Yu Yu, and I was like, no, I never did. Um, Garrett likes it, so I wonder that, if that's maybe where that conversation came that from. Conversation. Yeah, it could be. Um, played, man. I mean, I... I keep doing it to myself, Tony. I keep going back. Returnal? Keep playing, keep playing Returnal. I, yeah. Here's what I'll say is I've now gotten to that third biome boss pretty regularly. And like today, had a stupid good gun, was playing the slow game, got my ass kicked twice, dead, done, game True. over. True. Yep. So brutal. Uh, that game is still great, but I'm honestly a few more deaths away from just watching what happens on YouTube because I am invested in the story. Um, I started Resident Evil Village, uh, have not gotten too crazy into that yet, but it's been fine. Uh, nothing too creepy quite yet. Um, you know, the usual. I played some uh, played some some MLB. Um, Play, playing more Hades. I <laughs> just keep bouncing back and forth trying to beat one of these fucking roguelikes. Uh, I can truly get to the bat, the end boss in Hades super often. I just can't beat it. So, if you buying um, that uh, Mass Effect yet? No, haven't bought the Mass Effect yet. No, haven't done. Going to be a sell for you. I can feel it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a forty dollars sale probably. Uh, the the days of play sale uh, has got me eyeballing um, MLB. Uh, on the PS5, as well as Sackboy's Big Adventure, uh, are the two that I keep looking at. So I, I haven't pulled the trigger on either, but I keep thinking about it. Sackboy's an OG, so I can appreciate that. Yep. Um, yeah. So I mean, you're picking up on MLB. I'm picking up on MLB. Uh, so I just finished my first full season in the majors on the road to the show, right? So I, I, you know, did the rookie thing, and I kind of got uh, got to the show late in the season. So this was like my first full season in the majors as a two-way player. So I, I basically won every award that you could win, right? I got MVP. Right. I got the Cy Young. I got the Golden Glove. I got uh, the, the Slugger, the Hank Aaron Award. Um, I mean, I was batting like 450. I got the home run record. It's crazy to me that because you like said you swing at everything, and yet I don't swing at everything, and I don't hit near that much. Yeah, I I literally don't not swing. Uh, I don't know what the deal is. You know, and sometimes I strike and like I I get struck out. You know, especially on pitches that get out of the zone. Um, right. So I'm just really aggressive that way. But yeah, I think I finished the season with like 76 home runs. So I, I what I noticed about this game is that um, as you get closer and closer to that home run thing, they talk about. The fact that, oh, you know, you're, you're batting these homers. The announcers do it. The little videos in between the, the uh, facilities talk about it. But you know what they don't mention, Derek? What? They don't mention Sammy Sosa or Mark McGuire Barry or Bond. Barry Bonds. Because yeah. you know who's not in these games? Any of those three Ste- guys. Steroid users, yeah. Yep. You, know, if, you know, if you go to the records page on this game and you look at who not has the there. home run record, it's the San Francisco Giants with 72. So, yep. yeah, I mean... 
feels good to see Tony Welch on that list. But um, I'm proud that of you. said, Thanks. that said, the game's kind of staling out because I've I've reached the pinnacle, right? So unless I want to play through like ten fucking seasons to get to the Hall of Fame, you just, I've kind you of just, at that point it. just sim just sim it. Yeah, we'll see. There's there's that RPG mechanic that you know if you haven't you figured out, you need to call me next time you yeah. check it out. No, no, I've been doing it. Yeah, because um, like you basically you start off with like what is essentially the bronze archetype and then you work up you get the silver then you get the gold then you get the then you get the diamond um and there there are massive increases each time so like that's kind of a nice grind to go for um but i'm slanging dude on the mound i'm slanging on the the batter's box it's a real fun game just to sit down and because you can play a game in like little as two minutes sometimes it's just crazy quick sure um we want i played plenty of wow you know shocker um it's just comfort food, you know. Pirates played by myself. Talked about that. Played some Rocket League with Ted. That was a good time. Watched Ted play some Fortnite on uh, the main TV, and I got to tell you, I was captivated by how good Fortnite looks at 4K 60 on an OLED. Like I was, I was like, damn, this is a really good looking game. He's no Nick Merckx or uh, any of these guys, so like it wasn't fun to watch, to be honest with you. But. Um, Look good, and tonight we watch Mowgli. Did you ever watch Mowgli a couple years ago? No, I remember when they were doing. They did both the Jungle Book movies. They did the John Favreau Disney one, and then they did Mowgli, which was like a little grittier. Wasn't that Andy Circus? It was, yeah. And yeah, I remember it, but I, I didn't see it. I'm I'm letting you know right now. Real good movie. I think your kids would like it. And the the who's who of actors doing vo- voice oh, work yeah. and motion face capture, and this is in unreal. There? Um, I don't think Liam Neeson is in there, but you have Andy Serkis plays Baloo, the big bear. Christian Bell plays uh, Bajira, the panther. Um, you got Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays uh, Shere Khan, that's the Bagheera. tiger. That's Bagheera, by the way. Bagheera, whatever, Bajira, whatever. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch just channeling his innermost Jeremy Irons scar. I mean, it is real, real it good. Works. It works. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of other B and C list actors scattered through providing voice work, but um, it's a good take, like a good darker take on the Jungle Book, even darker than you know the John Favreau version. Um, sure. So, which was, I guess that was still way more of a like even a musical to, to that effect. But yeah, this is this is like the dark take of it. I forgot Andy Circus was directing Let There Be Carnage. Yep, that's, that's true. I, I'd be surprised not to see him in it too. He's he's one of those. He's like a Quentin Tarantino type guy sure. that likes to act and lend his voice. Um, yeah, it was a really good movie. I'd recommend it to anybody looking for just a good kind of family friendly, not like crazy scary or or violent movie, but definitely a little more edgy. Um, watch more My Hero Academy. Ted's kind of getting into it. He likes it. I'm I'm like middle way like i'm basically at the half point of the entire series and it's it's pretty good i think you should try it out yeah we'll see you're not going to see but no i won't we'll see okay we'll see though right yeah we'll see okay you're not going to but we'll see you're not going to though right but we'll see okay we'll see uh that's that's kind of it for me man any any walk-ons that you have as we wrap up um walk-ons i thought i just had one and i just lost it because i went down the rabbit hole of of uh 
fucking Andy Serkis being the 10th highest paid actor of all time. Jesus yeah. Christ, is that true? Across all cameos, voice acting, you know, motion capture, he's number 10. I'm sure the Stan- Lord of the Rings thing's huge. Stanley's um, number one. And again, that's, you know. Highest paid actor of all time, Stanley's number one. I mean, this says all roles on Wikipedia. If you're talking live action roles, live action roles, total worldwide total, Samuel Jackson in first. Then it's uh, Robert Downey Jr. And then Warwick Davis at number three. A list uh, of act- highest paid film actors. Uh, actor in a leading role, R- RDJ, and then Samuel L. And then Scarlett Johansson. Basically, oh, this, this is the walk on. Look at this list. Okay, this is on this is on Wikipedia, right? Take it with a grain of salt. But this is the highest earnings for a single production, um, which, based on this list, means that it's just one continuous production. I guess some of these are maybe when the movies are shot two at a time, maybe. Sure. But so, like, look at this top ten here: Keanu Reeves, number one all time. Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions, which were filmed simultaneously. He made $156 million for those in 2003. Not, not a surprise. Uh, Bruce Willis for The Sixth Sense. I can't believe that that's this high up. He uh, made a $100 million for that. Uh, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible made $100 million. Tom Cruise, War of the Worlds make $100 million. Will Smith for Men in Black 3 just eight years ago made $100 million. And then you got RDJ uh, for a combined $225 million for Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, and Iron Man 3. I got I got one more for you for a walk-on. You ready? Yeah. I've pulled up the top 50 highest-grossing films of all time. There's three of them from the 90s. What are they? One's from 93, uh, one's from 93, one's from 99, one's from 94. Forrest Gump? Nope. Titanic? Nope. Oh, yeah. One more. One more and you're out. Okay. What What were the years? Uh, first one is 93. It is a, it was the start of a franchise movie. Uh, the one from 99 is the middle of a franchise. And the one at 94 was an animated classic. That's what I will tell you. Those your hints. 94 has got to be the Lion King. 94 is the Lion King. That is correct. Um, number 50 on this list of highest grossing films, which is pretty impressive, honestly. Say, say again what you were saying about... Um, 93 is the start of a franchise. 99 is the middle of a franchise. 93 is the start of a franchise. Yep. There's been five of these movies now, I do believe. Oh, God, it seems so obvious, but I'm just not... Yep. Like, okay, it's a franchise... Let's go faster. In our... Let's go faster. Start franchises in our lifetime that started the Matrix. I just gave it to you, man. I just said a quote from it too. Must go faster. Must go faster. Must go faster. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm uh, blanking. Ah uh, ah. Uh, uh, uh. Jurassic uh, uh, Park. Uh, uh, uh. Jurassic Park is from 1993. Is number 40 on this list. Okay. Uh, and the last one is Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace from 1999. Uh, the end of the 90s. Yeah, yeah, 99. Those are the <sighs> only three movies on this entire list that are... Oh, I'm sorry. I did lie. Titanic is number three. Ah, I down see, to, I said it. Yep, you, were, you were right. Yep. I scrolled way way down because I'm like, oh my God, all these are super fucking new. But yeah, Titanic at 97, number three still. 
Well, you know what? That's our sign off then. Episode DTS podcast. Host Tony. The number one highest grossing podcast in the universe. I'm Derek. In our own universe. Yep. Uh, we, we out, out here. here. Bye. Peace. Thank you.